Good morning again. Uh, it's so good to see you here. We thank God for your presence here. We want to underline the, the note I mentioned in our prayer time concerning Brother Everett's sweet, uh, Everett Cartwright. Everett Cartwright. Uh, this is a real uh, critical need for blood. He came and to have uh, surgery. He did have it, but he had to be rushed back into the hospital, into the surgery, I understand. I got a call from uh, Dr. X Major this morning. So please, if you can give blood, if you're able to give blood, we encourage you to do so, but you must do so right after our service because I think the surgery is planned for three. At least they need the blood by 3 o'clock, and he needs some 30 pints or so. I don't know. It doesn't matter. What type doesn't matter. You can just go and give the blood, and they just uh, give it. So any, any type. Um, so we encourage you to do that. Also, we want to remind you that uh, tomorrow, Lord willing, the, um, the young people's musical as well as the cantata will be shown on TV, that in S1240. And that will be 1540. 13. 1240, 1540. That's right. Let's start over. This reminds me when I was in China, we had a Chinese fellow taking us around, and he said, take pictures for us. He says, now, okay, everybody, line up, be ready. One, two, five, eight. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is it? Uh, cable 11. TV. Cable 11. Between the hours of 8 and 10. We own it then. 8. The 9 will be the children's program, 9 to 10 will be the choir's cantata. So please, we encourage you to watch that. And as Anton has mentioned, we do have some of the tapes available for $15, right? Okay, thank you very much. Jesus said that God is the father of all perfect gifts. Paul exclaimed, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable speakable, indescribable gift. Jesus Christ himself said when he was speaking to the woman at the well and he had asked her for water. And he said, if you only knew the gift of God, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Did you get that phrase? If you only knew the gift of God. Now, my friends, as amazing as it may seem, I would dare to say that today, slightly past the middle of the first decade of the 21st century, some 2008, 2010 years after the birth of Christ, scholars toggle between those two dates. But after more than 2,000 years, there are children right here in Nassau, Bahamas, who do not know the gift of God. You recall that several years ago, we got a call from a teacher, a principal at one of the schools nearby. He said, Pastor Lee, I need to bring the entire school up here so that you could share the Christmas story with them. I said, great, we're happy to do so, but why? She says, because I have discovered that many of my children right here in this school have heard of Santa Claus and Christmas. 
but have not heard of Jesus on Christmas. Now you said, well, that's kind of unique, ordinary. Well, just last week, after I mentioned the same thing here in Calvary Bible, a teacher from another school, she stopped me and she said, Pastor Lee, I've discovered the same thing in my school. There are children who have never heard of Jesus Christ. Can you take that in? They do not know the gift of God. But amazing as it may seem, some adults, some who claim to be Christians, do not really know the gift of God. Yes, they say they have received him. But you know what? This first Christmas gift is still left by many unwrapped. Let me put it another way. This first Christmas gift is still left wrapped in swaddling clothes, clothes lying in a manger. And that's all many Christians know. Jesus the gift of God, wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Some of you have not opened the gift. And so you really do not know the gift of God. And so the day, with God's help, we want to begin to help you and to help me unwrap this awesome this wonderful, this magnificent, this incredible, this indescribable, this unspeakable gift of gifts. Jesus Christ, God's Christmas gift to the world. Do you know the gift of God? Oh God, I pray, open our eyes so that we might see this gift in all of his and so I look around and I say, Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Confucius, mirror, mirror of the word. Who is the greatest of them all? The bones of all but Jesus can be found in a grave. The followers of all but his boast of what they taught to make life better. But his followers alone can boast of what he did to give a new life altogether. And so I ask you, mirror, mirror of the word, who is the greatest of them all? And oh yes, mirror, mirror of the word, as I glance into you, I add even Abraham, Moses, and the mightiest of angels. I ask you, who is the greatest of them all? Oh yes, David, Solomon, and John. Is Jesus not the greatest of these, mirror, mirror of the word? Mirror, mirror of the word, you've reflected back to me and you've said that Jesus is better than the angels. Hebrews 1.4. You've said that Jesus is more worthy of more glory than Moses. Hebrews 3.3. 3. You've said that Jesus brings a better hope than the Lord did. Hebrews 7.19. You said, mirror, mirror of the word, that Jesus is a much better guarantee of a better covenant. Hebrews 7, 22. You said that Jesus has obtained a more excellent ministry than Moses. And he is also a mediator of a better covenant. Why? Because it was enacted on better promises. Hebrews 8, 6. 
Did he not mirror, mirror of the word? Through his blood entered through the greater and the more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. Hebrews 9, 11. Mirror, mirror of the word. Has not Jesus' blood, which was without blemish and which was offered through the eternal spirit, cleanse our consciences with a blood that is more and much better than the blood of animals? Hebrews 9, 14. Did Jesus, my Jesus, mirror, mirror of the word, did he not enter the heavens with a better sacrifice than those of angels? Hebrews 9.23. Did you not say mirror, mirror of the word? That he has given us a better home in a better country than even the promised land. Hebrews 11.16. And so I ask you, mirror, mirror of the word, doesn't he, Jesus, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to us, assure us of a better resurrection? And those who died under the old covenant, Hebrews 11.35. I ask you, mirror, mirror of the word, isn't Jesus the mediator of a new and better covenant? Why? Because he instituted it through his blood, which speaks of a better blood than of Abel. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. Oh, mirror, mirror of the word, isn't he the greatest of them all? Mirror, mirror. Of the word, I look into you and I see a greater, I see a better Jesus than all that ever came before him and all who has come or who will ever come after him. Oh, mirror, mirror of the word. He's more excellent than the most excellent. He's greater than the greatest. He is higher than the highest. He's mightier than the mightiest. He's wiser than the wisest. He's more wonderful than the most wonderful. He's the fairest. Of the fairest. He's the most incredible of the incredible. He's the Lord of Lords and He's the King of Kings. He is the preeminent one, more prominent than the most prominent. That's my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to the world. I say to you, mirror, mirror of the word, my Jesus is far and away, far, far above all. He is the mightiest of the mightiest. Jesus, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to me. He's my champion. He's my champion of love.
That's my Jesus. He's the greatest of all. Jesus, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to me, was born to die for all, but yet he lived to confound all by his spotless life. Jesus, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to me and to you, even though he was the purest and only perfect man ever to walk the face of this earth, yet he was called a liar, he was called a fraud, he was called a blasphemer. He was even called illegitimate. He was the meekest man. Yes, even more so than Moses to ever grace this planet with his presence. Yes, mirror, mirror of the word. I see in you that Jesus, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to me, he was spat upon and he was whipped without mercy. His flesh was pierced with spikes with thorns and with a spear. He was the only man to be born without sin, to live without sinning, and yet he died because of the sting of death for the penalty of sin. What an oddity. His birth shocked the world. His life amazed it. His death shamed it, and his resurrection stunned the world. But yet, for the most part, the world has hated him, still hates him, and will continue to hate him. They will continue to hate him until he comes to judge as a judge of the earth. Listen, my friends, listen. Jesus, my Jesus, was born contrary to the laws of nature. He was the earthly child of a heavenly father, but he was the heavenly child of an earthly mother. He who is the ancient of the ages and Bethlehem's bond became the infant of days. He lived in poverty and was reared in obscurity. He crossed the borders of his homeland only once as a child. He had no wealth nor influence. He had no formal teaching nor education. His relatives were inconspicuous and non-influential. But yet, in infancy, he intimidated a king. In boyhood, he confounded learned doctors. In manhood, he ruled the course of nature. He walked upon the waves and he hushed the billows to sleep. He healed the multitudes without medicine. And he didn't charge anything for it. Jesus, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to you and to me, never wrote a book. Yet not one of all the libraries of the most in the world could hold the books that have been written about him. He never wrote a song. Yet he has been the theme of more songs than of the songs of all the songwriters combined. He never founded a college. Yet all the schools together cannot boast as many students as my Jesus has. He never practiced medicine. Yet he has healed more broken hearts than the doctors have healed broken bodies. He never marshaled an army or drafted a soldier nor fired a gun. Yet no leader has ever made more volunteers who under his orders have made more rebels stack arms and surrender without firing short. That's my Jesus. 
That's God's Christmas gift to the world. You see, this man, Jesus Christ, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift, is entirely and absolutely different from any other individual ever born or yet to be born on the face of this earth. The prophet Isaiah said, he is wonderful. His name shall be called Wonderful. And that sends shivers down my spine. His name shall be called Wonderful because that's exactly what he is. Wonderful. He is the one great wonder about heaven and earth. No one else has or ever will approach his status, his caliber. He is in a class all by himself. There just ain't no one else like this Jesus. He has no second. He is utterly, absolutely, and uniquely wonderful. He is the wonder of the universe, the wonder of ages. That's my Jesus. Oh, I ask you today, is he yours? Do you know the gift of God? No man has ever uttered such wonderful teachings as he did. They were so simple that the common people heard him gladly. And yet so profound that no philosopher or wise man has ever been able to sound their depths. His teachings were handed down to unlearned and ignorant fishermen. Yet they have endured for more than 2,000 years. They have been translated into almost every language under the sun. And have transformed human lives so that entire nations have been lifted out of darkness and degradation by the power of the words of his teachings. Listen, he footnoted nothing he said. He didn't have to footnote anything for validation or authenticity. Why? Because he is the truth. In fact, he is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. He is the origin of all truth. Before this humble Galilean peasant, the greatest scholars of the world are forced to bow their heads and confess, never has any man ever spoken like this man. That's my Jesus. That's God's Christmas gift to me and to you. Do you know him? Or do you still have him wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Jesus, my Jesus. He's a smart fella. Or as the young people say, he's a smart dude. No other man has ever lived such a wonderful life as he lived. He validated what he said by the way he lived. He never had to ask God to forgive him. Why? Because he never committed a sin. His character was without blemish. It was perfect. His enemies watched his every move like a hungry hawk and like a vicious vulture. But yet the worst thing they could say about him was that he did good on the Sabbath. And that he allowed a sinful woman to come near enough to him to touch the hem of his garment to be healed. That's the worst they could say about this man, my Jesus. There never was a character so wonderful in his universality. He was born to a given race in a given time, to be sure. But this wonderful one, this magnificent gift of God to us, 
He transcended his race and his time and has become the ideal of every race of every age. And my friends, I tell you, if Jesus were merely a man, as so many wise fools so foolishly insist on proclaiming today, then by every law of evolution and progress, this 21st century should have produced a better and more wonderful man than Jesus Christ if evolution were true. But I challenge today anyone, anywhere, at any time, to show me another man, anywhere, at any time, who can ever even begin to compare with this man, Jesus Christ, this wonderful God-man who walked like a giant among the pygmies of earth. As Charles J. Rowles so eloquently puts it in his wonderful book, The Incredible Christ, he says, the fountain of his fullness never fails. The reservoir of his resources never recedes. The wisdom of his words never wanes. The vigor of his virtue never varies. The burnish of his beauty never blemishes. The luster of his love never lessens. And the prowess of his power never perishes. That's my Jesus. That's God's Christmas gift to the world. That's God's Christmas gift to you. I'm asking you this morning, do you know him? Do you really know him? Do you know the gift of God? Have you unwrapped him in your life? Mirror, mirror of the word. You teach me that my Jesus is divine. He's totally and holy God while still being totally and holy man. He's God, a very God clothed in human flesh. The manger birth was but the entrance of his eternal divine being into the limitations of time. He was the exact image of God. In him, you say to me, mirror, mirror of the word, dwell the completeness of the Godhead in bodily form, in human form, in the person of this little baby. In the manger. He's God's only begotten son. God's unique son. No one else like him. There has not been or ever will be anyone else like Jesus Christ. Listen, my friends. As we unwrap this wonderful gift today. Listen carefully. And ask this question of yourself. Do I really know? The gift of God. He's infinite in his wisdom. He's greater than Solomon. His name is Wonderful Counselor. He's infinite in his essence. He is the mighty God. He's infinite in his existence. He's the everlasting Father. The Father of the ages. Oh yes, Jesus is the Father. But he's the Father of the ages. The originator of time. He is infinite in compassion. He is the Prince of Peace. I say to you that my Jesus is infinite in character, and he alone is worthy to be called wonderful. Mirror, mirror of the word, I say then, Jesus, my Jesus, God's Christmas gift is infinite in his person because he is wonderful. He's the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. And he is the Prince of Peace. That's my Jesus. And because he bears these infinite names, he is indescribable in his person. 
And God sent him, oh yes, friends, God sent him from heaven with love. And he sent him from heaven with love for you and for me. He's God's Christmas gift to the world. And so I ask you, do you really know the gift of God? Well, you only see him now as the baby, the gift still wrapped in swaddling cloth. But mirror, mirror of the word. You say that Jesus is also infinite in his power. And that he has always been co-ruler with the father of all creation. Even during the time he was on earth, those 33 years, yet he walked with his father as the great creator. Don't you, do you not say mirror, mirror of the word? All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Do you not say by him were all things created that are in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers? All things were created by my Jesus, God's Christmas gift to the world. They were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. That's my Jesus. That's God's Christmas gift. Do you know the gift of God? My friends, Jesus Christ, my Jesus, is the sustainer of the universe in which you and I live. He holds it together by the power of his word and the presence of his person. And so I say to you, if it were possible for Jesus Christ to be done away with, to be annihilated as some foolishly claim that he was on the cross, then, my friends, the entire, universe, the entire universe would collapse. Everything around, everything below us would, come, would crumble into dust. In fact, the very dust would disintegrate if Jesus Christ was not here. If the gift of Jesus Christ was not here, be nothing else around. He is the almighty sustainer, I say, of the creation. He holds it together by the word of his power and the power of his word and the presence of his person. That's my Jesus. He is the master of the elements of nature. See him. See him now. God's Christmas gift to the world. This unique man. See him as he stands on the bow of a tossing ship in the midst of a raging storm and the fearful hearts of the disciples on the Sea of Galilee. See him there. And with three words, he stilled the mighty tempest. He calmed the troubled sea and he drove all fear and doubt from the hearts of, of his followers. He said, peace, be still. And you know, it was so.
That's my Jesus. That's God's first Christmas gift to you and to me. Do you know him? Have you unwrapped God's Christmas gift to you?